Welcome everybody back to another episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap at KFGO.com. This is the September 14th edition of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. My name is Ryan Janke and I am here with Corey Litton. That's right. Hey. Seasons uh, getting that that much closer to the, the end of the local stuff. It is, yeah. A little cool, little cooler at night. Yeah, it instantly went from summer to fall, <laughs> fall uh, invitational season. It was, it was quick. It was noticeable last night. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was at the I ninety four EMR Speedway for the first night of the uh, Wasota one hundred, and I brought a winter coat with because I knew better. Yeah, and <laughs> I, uh, I, I had it on as I was walking to the track, and I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to sweat. I better take this off. Yep. And then I got inside, and it was windy, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm glad I brought this actual coat with instead of just kind of, and I felt underdressed. Yep. It's that weird that weird time of year. I'm, I was at the uh, Twins game on Monday, and I looked at the forecast, and it said like a 73 for a high or something like that. And so I thought, well, I'm going to wear jeans, and I'll wear a long sleeve t-shirt. And the game was at 640. So we got down to the cities early. We're walking around, and I'm like, maybe wearing jeans was a bad idea because it was warm. And then we got to the game, third inning. The sun was, you know, we were pretty shaded. Sun's going down. And by about the fifth inning, I was like, I'm glad that I wore pants and a long sleeve shirt here. I made the mistake <laughs> of uh, underdressing at a at a Padres game one time because we were there early. It was uh, after the home opener. Okay, and uh, I was working down in California, right around San, right around San Diego at the time, and um, I I showed up in just a t shirt and jeans, and I was it was uh, and we were at a game Padres versus Dodgers, okay, and we're upper deck seats, and I'm sitting here going, I'm already suffering before before getting to our seats. I'm like, this is I'm cold. What an idiot I am right now. So I had to buy a sweatshirt from there, yeah. and of course we're sitting with all Dodgers fans in the top section. Oh. Sure. And it was not a very pleasant one. So I'm like, I'm not from here. Don't no, don't look at me like that. I'm not from here. Stop. I'm actually a Do- I'm actually more of a Dodgers fan than a Padres fan. <laughs> Stop judging me. My boy Chase Elliott or Chase uh Chase Utley was playing for for the Dodgers at the time. And I said, okay. I'm a big I'm a Chase Utley fan. <laughs> That's funny. Eventually, I think I was initiated into their gang. That's funny. Yeah, it, it it was interesting because, and I'm sure you see this at the races, uh, there were people out there who were in T-shirts and like athletic shorts, flip-flops, and then you got other people out there with pants, hoodie. They got their blanket along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's it's typical Wasota 100 week weather coming up too. There's a couple days with 60 percent chances of rain, and then there's 10 percent chance. Yeah, and it's either hot or it's cold, and it's gonna be yeah. It, it, the funny thing is, actually, seen so many people when the sun went down, all of a sudden they look like ET. Yeah, because they have those uh, those powered vests and stuff now. Yeah, so they they have the red light on there, mm-hmm. and I'm like they're turning on their heart light. <laughs> That's funny. Well, let's get after it. We had, uh, despite it being late in the season, there was plenty of racing action. We will start with uh, NASCAR. They were at Kansas Speedway on Sunday, September the 10th. Here is the call from NASCAR.com. Two-tire stop for Jones as he works that outside. Larson loses a little momentum. Here comes the aid of Kyle Busch as well. It's a big run from behind on the back straightaway. Hamlin and Larson contact into three. Reddick now with momentum coming to the outside. 
Redick dives down low, three wide. He's gonna be clear going into turn one. One more time around. Redick out in front now. A big run out of the 11, but the door is closed by Jones. Eric Jones running second, Hamlin is third. Tyler Reddick looking for his fifth career win. Reddick out of four. He's going to advance to the round of 12. Reddick yeah, wins in Kansas. Let's go! Yeah! All right! <laughs> that was a pretty sweet dive down to the bottom there. Yeah, that was a, that was a pretty uh, pretty gutsy move there for the race lead, uh, going from third to first like that when the leaders were side by side, and he just said, uh, "I'm going straight to the bottom." Yep. and he just he went right by him, it almost was, to the grass. <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. So Tyler Reddick here in his second win of the year in uh, week two of the NASCAR playoffs, a late race caution brought up by Chris Busher at a flat rear, right rear tire set up the overtime that we just heard o over there. Uh, Reddick sliced his way through traffic to take the lead on the white flag after restarting seventh uh, in the green-white checker Man. for his fifth win of his career. Uh, the, that win means that Reddick and Kyle Larson are now locked into the second round of the playoffs. And that makes it two wins in a row for drivers who have raced at River City Speedway in Grand Forks. I think that's a lucky charm right there. That's your rabbit's <laughs> I'm, foot. I'm not saying that that is, that, I mean, you're... You're guaranteed to make it to NASCAR by mm -hmm. racing at River City Speedway because obviously there's been more that have raced there that have not right. gone to NASCAR. But you know what? There is a, a common factor at this point. There, There is. And, you know, the other thing that I'd like to find out uh, is whether or not each of these two individuals had a red pepper. From the <laughs> from the original red pepper, <laughs> right? While the, they were there, the good one, yeah, yeah, because that would be a determining factor. Then that would that would definitely, you know, yeah, move move the uh, the odds more in the favor of the the winner. There. Right, right now it's just a coincidence. Yes. <laughs> Um, right. the, the more factors you include into the uh, algebra <laughs> problem that we have going on here, the more we are gonna we can make ourselves sound really smart. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So this is how the stages shook out. Stage one, uh, Kyle Larson finished in the first spot for to gain 10 points. Bubba Wallace second with nine, and so on down the line. Christopher Bell was third. Ross Chastain fourth. Ryan Blaney was fifth with six points. Tyler Reddick finished in the sixth spot. Denny Hamlin, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott was ninth, and Kevin Harvick uh, rounded out the top 10 for stage one. He earned one point. For stage one, stage two, Brad Keselowski finished in first in that stage with ten points. Denny Hamlin finished second; he earned nine. Third was Chase Elliott. Fourth, Kevin Harvick. Fifth, Tyler Reddick. Eric Jones was sixth, earning five points. Seventh was Ryan Blaney, your guy. Joey Logano was eighth. Chris Busher ninth, and Christopher Bell finished in the tenth spot to earn one point. And then for the finish. Tyler Reddick, of course, won the race. That uh, is correct. That is correct. Uh, then this, this is where it gets muddy because they uh, they added all the uh, the stage points along in with the where your finish points were too. So yeah, so that yeah, that's uh, that's kind of weird. So yeah, uh, so Tyler Reddick for the race then I scored fifty one scored fifty one points. Denny Hamlin finished second. He scored 48. Eric Jones was third. He scored 39. In the fourth spot, Kyle Larson. He scored 43. Fifth was Joey Logano, scoring 35. 
Your guy, Ryan Blaney, finished 12th to score 35, and my guy, Ross Chastain, because he could have knocked him out of the way, but he chose not to. No, he's a wimp now. <laughs> Scored 31. <laughs> All right, update us on the points. <laughs> All right, so locked into round number two, obviously, like we just said, uh, Kyle Larson and Tyler Reddick. Uh, in the mix from third on back is Denny Hamlin, who has uh, he's plus 49 on the cut line. This is how the, the points shake down. Um, in fourth, William Byron is plus 40 points over the cut line. Then Brad Keselowski in fourth, plus 33. Ryan Blaney, plus 25 in sixth. Kyle Busch in seventh. He is plus, plus 24. Ross Chastain in eighth, plus 18. Ninth is Chris Busher, who is plus, plus uh, 13. Tenth, Christopher Bell, who is plus 13 also. Um, then it's uh, Joey Logano in 11th, plus 12. Kevin Harvick in 12th plus 7. And then right below that is where the cut line starts. And these are the people that really need, a, especially at the end of this one, they, they need they need something big here. Um, Martin Truex Jr. is sitting in 13th. He is 7 points back. And then it is uh, Bubba Wallace, who is 19 points back in 14th. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, completing the uh, everybody with a suffix is now on the cut line. Um, he is 22 points back in 15th. Michael McDowell needs an absolute miracle. If he wins, he's in, but uh, he's negative 40 back right now after having a couple of rough weeks. And he's got two races to win. That's right. To get in. Okay. Ratings. Uh, Sunday's race in Kansas received a 1.1 rating on USA with 1.878 million viewers. That's down 300,000 from NBC Sports Network from last year. And but the good news is they beat both uh, Formula One and IndyCar this weekend. Okay. Because they didn't race. Because they didn't race. Exactly. Uh, so uh, we, we, we don't need to beat a dead horse. You and I go on about this every week. Why it's on USA for playoff time, I don't know. But that is the way that it is. Next week, uh, Saturday, September the 16th, they will be in uh, Bristol, Tennessee, Bristol Motor Speedway. Probably my favorite race of the year. The Bristol Night Race is always, you know, one of the most exciting races of the year, and uh, it you know, it very rarely disappoints. Even when it stinks, it's still fun. Yeah, it's just, just fun. <laughs> just fun to watch. Short track racing at its best. Yep, exactly. So that's uh, the recap for NASCAR. What happened with the World of Outlaws? Well, Thursday, September 7th through Saturday, September 9th, the Silver Dollar Nationals at the, uh, actually, Silver Dollar Speedway Gold Cup Race of Champions in Chico, California. Uh Thursday night, Kyle Larson went from uh, winning in Darlington, South Carolina uh, on Sunday, uh, this previous Sunday, uh, to Victory Lane in Chico, California. Uh, Thursday over Shane Golubic and Corey Day to win night number one of the Gold Cup. Uh, then on Friday, it was Buddy Kofoid who took the lead in the final lap to pick up the win as uh, he w- and at a racetrack where he used to go to as a kid. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome. That's always cool. When and uh, do that. that was night number two over Justin Sanders and Dominic Selzy, a couple of locals out there, too, as well. Uh, Donnie Schatz finished in the ninth place after taking the previous night off. I think you, you didn't have to run all three events to be eligible to uh, to win the championship in this one. So oh, the, okay. So you saw uh, uh, like Brad Sweet took Friday off. I know Donnie Schatz took uh, took Thursday off. So Okay. So that was that was why he wasn't in the running uh, sure. on Thursday. Uh, Saturday, it was a great day to get a first win, and as Corey Day dominated uh, championship night for the Gold Cup Race of Champions over Justin Sanders and Buddy Kofoid, Day became the second driver in a row to win while having ties to the Chico, California track. Donnie Schatz didn't start well, but he ended up uh, passing seven cars to finish in the 13th place. Uh, the points shake down like this. 
Brad Sweet has 7,686 points. Uh, David Gravel is 82 points back in the second spot. Then uh, Carson Macedo made a fantastic save. He basically was on his back wheels and did a complete 360. Really? Stayed on the gas and saved it. Wow. It was it was a beautiful save. Okay. He's 106 points back. That didn't help him score points. Um, <laughs> no points for that. 900 points in Tony Hawk, I think, though. Um, <laughs> uh, fourth is Logan Schuhart uh, with uh, 322 points. Gio Selzy is sitting in the fifth spot uh, with 356. And Donnie Schatz, 358 points back in uh, sixth spot. So he has a chance to still move up if he has a couple of good races coming up. All right. Next up, Friday, September the 15th, Tom Tarleton Classic, King Speedway in Hanford, California. And then on Saturday, September the 16th, 49er Gold Rush Classic, Placerville Speedway in Placerville, California. Uh, what happened around here? Well, we had a lot of big specials coming up here. Again, uh, September always kind of starts the invitational season, as we like to call it, or special season. Um, Thursday, September 7th through Saturday, September 9th was the John Seitz Memorial at the River City Speedway in Grand Forks. Um, Thursday was the prelude to the Johnny, as they like to call it, the NLRA championship night. Um, so funny story is I, I show up there with one of the track photographers. We drive right into the infield and the promoter of the track, Brad Seng, Seng, looks at me and says, you should announce tonight. <laughs> and before I had a chance to really even process what he said, he already had the phone going, calling the actual announcer. While the guy was talking over the over the microphone, I heard him stop, <laughs> stop talking, and and uh, and yeah, they told me to come on up, so I got to announce night number one. Sweet, um, coming in cold, you know, coming out of the bullpen <laughs> with no warm up pitches. Uh, but yeah, I got to knock one off of the old resume out there, getting to announce at the River City Speedway, which I thought was pretty awesome. That's awesome, and uh, I, I I I really appreciate uh, Brad saying and uh, John Roberts for including me in on that one. That really really means a lot. But uh, the night number one, it started off with Matt Scow, who set the tone for the weekend with his win in the Midwest Modifieds. Hunter Carter did the same with his street stock win. Tyler Peterson came out and won in the Modifieds, and it was AJ Demo winning the late in the late models with Mike Gresseth winning the NLRA Championship for the third year in a row. He's only been in a late model for three years. Otherwise, he probably would have won it more than that. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> Friday, Brandon Duhlman was the first winner in the Super Stocks at the River City Speedway in 17 years. That's, that's how long it's been since they've run a run an event out there. The Millennial Farmer, Zach Johnson, picked up the win in the Modifieds for the Al Delane Memorial. And Cole Searing won the Go Hard or Go Home Dash in the late models. Saturday night, Matt Scout doubled up. He ended up winning the Midwest Modified main event out there for them. Then Hunter Carter started last, and guess how many cars he passed? All of them. Every one of them. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, 24 cars he beat, or 23 other ones he, that he beat in the street stocks to get the win out there and quite possibly one of the best best races I've seen run by anybody this year. Uh, Matt Sparby picked up the win in the super stocks. Uh, then it was Tyler Peterson, one of the modifieds. Shane Edgington got the win in the 92 lap, $9,200 to win John Seitz Memorial. All right. Friday, September 9th, and Saturday, September the 10th, was the Sauerkraut 500 down in Tri-County Speedway, Wishick, North Dakota. I just drove by there yesterday. That's right, and it sounds like you have a pretty interesting story coming up. I here. do, yeah. Uh, we, we do. Madison Quinn and I have a uh, dynamite story coming up. Uh, we just uh, gathered 
Uh, we have some more information to gather on this one, so uh, keep an eye on, uh, on it. But it's about a fire that happened down in Lair, North Dakota. Uh, there's a shameless plug for a, sto- <laughs> a news story I have coming up. It might be more of a, f- a feature. There's uh, there's a lot going on with it. So I'm I'm interested in it. I mean, just uh, hearing you talk about it a little bit ago uh, off mic, it, it seemed it seemed very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, the 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 uh, real quick on it. Um, there was a house fire in Lair, North Dakota, down uh, 11, 11 miles east of Wishick. Um, a family lost six children in a house fire uh, in November of 1946. And so uh, we went and talked with the last surviving member of that family uh, who did survive. A mom and uh, four kids got out. Um, Dad was actually on his way to Fargo with a load of cattle. Uh, that night uh, when the fire happened. So um, 1946, nobody could text him and say, hey, you need to get home. Uh, He found out when he got to Fargo. Uh, Not exactly sure how many hours later it was. Uh, They just told him, hey, you better go home. And so he came home and found out he lost six kids in a house fire. Wow, that's Still, Still to this day, the deadliest house fire in North Dakota history. Uh, so well, anyway, they keep that record. <laughs> well, well, right. Yeah. It's not one that, uh, not one that they want, but, uh, yeah, it's uh, a huge, uh, part of their family history and, uh, um, and it, my family history, it was my family, uh, and, uh, a big part of North Dakota history, because like I said, it remains the deadliest. And like you said, uh, hopefully that, uh, that there will never be one worse than that, but you know, 1946, they didn't have any smoke detectors around the house at that time. So, nope. Um, so hopefully, you know, obviously that uh, that that will help. Hopefully, uh, keep that that way. So, anyway, keep an eye out for that. That'll be coming. Uh, not exactly sure when. We've got some work to do on that. But back to the task at hand. Sauerkraut 500. That's right. Uh, on Friday night, uh, Chris Michelson, he won in the hobby stocks. Then it was Donovan Donovan Weist, one of the legends. Nate Ranke, uh, one in the Midwest Modifieds. And Casey Usatis, one in the street stocks. On Saturday, Chris Michelson, again, one of the hobby stocks. Then Donovan Weist won again in the legends. Nate Ranke also won again in the Midwest Modifieds. And Jeff Hellman broke the streak of the repeats by winning in the street stocks. Uh, so that was the Sauerkraut 500. And I... Um, uh, there was, uh, I, I did run into somebody that was down there and he did have a tonner you t- and he said he instantly needed to take a nap after that. <laughs> you sent me the picture. I wasn't sure if that was yours or if it was an old picture. It was, it was an old one. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Saturday, September 9th and Sunday, September 10th, Buffalo River Speedway, Corn Cob Nationals out in Glendon, Minnesota. So I've been going to this event since I, I believe I had a driver's license in 1997. They're pretty close to no. It, I've been going there since 1997, mm-hmm. and I I got my driver's license a couple years later after that. But okay. but uh, this was the first year in all of the years that I've been going since 1997. I think I've only missed one actual corn cob nationals uh, since then. But I finally remembered to bring floss with. <laughs> <laughs> free corn it good, took it good. took now till now to remember that so i guess i gotta quit going now you didn't have to bite a straw flat or anything like that no no okay. i didn't have to do any of that sure um sure. but uh yeah on uh the night number one it was the saturday night out there amelia eisenshank she scored her first ever buffalo river speedway victory in the race saver sprint cars then it was ryan brasseth who won in the legends dexter devergson got the win in the lightning sprints then rich pavlicek won in the sport mods 
Tim Otterness was the winner in the hobby stocks, and Shannon George won in the short trackers. And Tyler Hall rounded up the night with his second win of the season at Buffalo River Speedway with the modified win. Then on on Sunday, Andy Pate continued on his uh, second half run, his hot second half run here by winning in the race saver sprints. Then Ryan Brasseth swept a, the weekend in the legends. Alex Trushinsky became the king of the cob in the lightning sprints. And then Cole Gresseth did the same thing in the street stocks. Rich Pavlicek swept the weekend in the sport mods. Tim Otterness, he did the same in the hobby stocks. Weston Clausen, I like to call him the little hatchback that could. In the, he got <laughs> the win in the short trackers. So it's basically a bunch... He's he's the odd man out in a in a class that's full of full of odd oddness because um, <laughs> huh. it's a, a lot of Chevy Cavaliers, um, sure. Pontiac Sunfires, uh, then then like Mustangs, the the <laughs> the four cylinder Mustangs. Wow! Now he's got like a this small Honda hatchback that he's racing <laughs> against them, and that thing just screams when it goes down there. All all four cylinders are just screaming. The little hatchback that could. There you <laughs> he go. got the win in the short trackers. <laughs> Uh, then Matt Auckland, he ended up winning the modified main event. Okay. Uh, and then last night, as we record this, uh, Wednesday, September 13th, was Soda 100, day number one, pole day at the I-94 EMR Speedway in Fergus Falls, Minnesota. So one of the things for the Soda 100 is, obviously, it's a multi-day event, and um, the the big day, of course, being Saturday. And what happens is, day number one, you basically race till you get to a qualifying main event. And... Top eight uh, on the first day, they start on the inside of the um, the inside rows uh, okay. uh, for uh, for the the main event on Saturday. They start three wide too, by the way. That's on the Sunday one. That's good time. That's pretty wild. Um, but so this is this was pole day, so all all the inside rows uh, for the top eight rows uh, were were uh, in contention. Also in this one, you get three days to make uh, make the A main. So okay. if you win and you're going for national points, yeah, you can take that. You can throw that night out. I mean, keep the points, but you can give up your position and race the next day or two if so needed. Okay. So that that was. Uh, it, it's always kind of an interesting thing to watch because points battles come down to this time of year are really tight. Uh, but Andrew Hansen he prevailed under the constant pressure from Justin Vogel to win in the street stocks. Uh, next up, it was Matt Scow who uh, with his. Third win in a week in the Midwest Modifieds. Ryan Michelson used a lap car as a pick to take the lead midway through the race in the late models, but then Pat Doerr did the same exact thing with the same lapped car to win with under five laps to go in the late models. Uh, the win also clinched his record-tying eighth with Soda Late Model Challenge Series Championship. Uh, Dexon Cook held off James Trantina and William Lund to win in the Super Stocks. Then Dan Ebert charged up from eighth to win in the Modifieds. All right, and we have an update in the unintentional rollover contest. Yeah, Saturday at Buffalo River, we saw Alex Clark uh, ending up on his side to score one point. Uh, none of us were looking because uh, there was an incident right in the front. And uh, I think when they said yellow, 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 he didn't have a chance to slow down when there's a car in front of him and he oh. ramped a wheel okay. and ended up on his side. Um, I didn't get a chance to see it, like, uh, uh, but I'm going off of what his mom said. Okay. She's not happy about it. but I bet not. <laughs> Then uh, on Sunday, one of the wildest wrecks of the year, Alan Trushinsky ra- ramped a wheel in the lightning sprints, and uh, he only ended up going over three quarters of a t- of a, of a of a full rollover mm-hmm. to score three points. But that car 
frisbeed in the air on its side. Really? And it had to have spun without before landing. It had to have spun at least three times in the air. No way. And it was one of the one of the no points for wildest. doing a helicopter. No, you don't get it. Mm. Unfortunately, you don't because you got to go over. It's yeah. how many sides of your car face the ground. Right. And that was that was an incredibly wild flip. And I was really glad to see that he was okay. He got out pretty much right away. And and uh, not only that, he got to hang out in victory lane with his son Alex after oh, that one too. So nice. Yeah, he's it's it's a good thing he was okay. Yeah. So what's coming up next? Well, not a lot going on this weekend because of the Wissota 100. They want that to be a standalone event, so all the Wissota tracks taking the the uh, weekend off, which means uh, Thursday, September 14th. That's tonight. And then uh, Saturday, September 16th, all the way to Saturday, September 16th, is the Wissota 100 at the I-94 EMR Speedway in Fergus Falls. And then Sunday, September 17th. This is not the official name of this, but that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> okay. I'm calling it the Hangover at Buffalo River Speedway. That's at Glendon at uh, Minnesota at four o'clock. Why the Hangover? Because everybody's been at the everybody's been at the Wasota 100 for for uh, five days. They're gonna be a little they're, hungover. They're all hungover. I gotcha. Makes <laughs> sense. All right, that uh, wraps it up for this episode of Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap. Remember, you can find Checkers and Wreckers Victory Lap anywhere you find your podcasts. You can go to Spotify. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that stuff. That's where you can find us. You can also find us at kfgo.com or on the updated KFGO app. Also, remember that you can. Uh, uh, visit with Corey Litton every Friday morning with the KFGO morning crew at 6.40 a.m., right? You haven't changed that schedule. No, we haven't yet. Okay. Now with Robbie Daniels. Now with Robbie Daniels. That's right. So uh, she's joining in on that fun, too. So, again, thanks for joining us for this episode of Checkers and Records Victory Lap. We'll see you next time.